Welcome to the Untold, Untold Hour. Oh, that sounded real sexy. Yeah, I know. That was like we were starting a Red Shoe Diaries <laughs> yeah, episode. We're, like, uh, we're doing a Silk Stockings like a podcast. Like a Skinamax commercial. Yeah, exactly. Way back I guess in that, the day, like in the 1980s day. This title would work for that subject matter. Oh, it's yeah. Like, I guess so. the Untold Hour. Don't talk about that hour that we spent. Somewhere in the house. <laughs> Somewhere in the house. Never mind. We couldn't do a sultry podcast. No, no, we couldn't. We could do a, a sexy, funny one. I mean, because yeah. a lot of funny, uh, horrifically funny things happen during sex, right? That's yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. Kind of well, like part of the part of the whole shebang. It's part of the no whole shebang. No pun intended. Well, let's get into weird of the week then. Yeah. Weird. Ready? So, yes, finding weird stuff has been hard to find, but I did manage to pull some things up, although not the suitcase, which I'm really jealous about because that sounds like a fantastic story. It's crazy. Um, minus whoever's body is in the suitcase. That right. is not a great story for them, which people will hear after this because this is our intro. Needless to say, so out in Korea, which was nice to get kind of some international news, uh-huh. uh, Kellogg's is now selling onion which is referred to, at least in this article, as chaka, if I'm saying that correctly, flavored cornflakes cereal. What? Yes. So so way back in 2004, Kellogg's basically did a PR vote slash stunt where they asked people to vote for either chaka, which is onion, or cheki, or sheki. I don't know. Listen, I'm probably pronouncing these wrong, but this is how it's spelled, C-H-E. K-I or C-H-A-K-A. Chaka being onion, Chucky being chocolate. And so they kind of did this as this PR stunt. And the internet, of course, being the internet, period, (laughs) voted for uh, Chaka, onion flavored. And so Kellogg's then went back and deleted all of those votes and then didn't come out with it and only came out with the chocolate anyway. So then since wow. 2004, any time that Kellogg's over in Korea, at least that I'm aware of, at yeah. least that's what this article says, uh, any time in Korea that Kellogg's has had some sort of launch or brand thing or PR move or get together or influencer or whatever, um, the fact that they did not pr- uh, hold up their end of their promise to come out with onion-flavored corn chips Wow. Uh, has been brought up by the internet. Kind of like when the internet was allowed to name that boat. And what was it? What was it yeah. called? Like Big Fucking Boat or something? Or McBoaty yeah. McBoatface? Something That's what like it was. Boaty McBoatface. So it was kind of like <laughs> that was Kellogg's kind of same situation. Yeah, so, Boaty McBoatface. Boaty yeah. McBoatface. So <laughs> Kellogg's has had this brought up to their Boaty McBoatface every time they tried to do anything in regards to any of the products and you know like where's where's our onion flavored corn chips and um and so they finally came through with it they finally released a limited edition set of corn flakes that are onion flavored um they actually here's a quote from one of uh, from the spokesperson 
uh, for Kellogg. She said, we never expected consumers would be interested, but every time we had promotional events, online communities would ask for it. So they eventually broke. And then a fan said, Chris is such a fan. This is such an internet fan thing to say. Quote, the, ch- the, the cheating forces of Checky were ousted and Mr. Chaka's 16-year struggle has come to an end. Oh, my gosh. It's checks. It's not the cornflakes. Oh, it said cornflakes in this article, and I oh. have the article, and I am happy to motherfucking post it. I'm watching the commercial right now. Dude, I'm telling it's you, checks. onion, corn, flakes, Kellogg's. It, the article that I had said cornflakes, like actually, like multiple times. I mean, I'm watching a green onion flavored Chex commercial that is everything you're talking about. The fact that in 2004, they promised it and then didn't. Here, the Mirror UK, their article says, Kellogg's launches onion flavored breakfast cereal, but do you dare try it? First line is Kellogg's Chaka onion flavor corn flakes are being sold in Korea. Maybe because maybe the I don't UK know what to calls say. It's, checks. It's straight up checks. Yeah. Listen, maybe the UK calls checks corn flakes. Um, I mean, I just wanted to correct it in case people start listening to the episode and then they're like, they're wrong, they're wrong. Yeah, because Hypebeast calls it checks cereal. Yeah. But then the Mirror UK calls it onion flavored cornflakes i just put a link in our oh. in our chat it could just be a matter of semantics I wonder if they it's may... like a uk thing then because yeah boing boing calls it checks and i'm yeah. looking at it and it looks like checks yeah i mean either way the <laughs> the point is there is a green onion flavored kellogg's breakfast cereal yeah and i yeah, can't yeah. imagine 16 years after people had originally voted for it i can't imagine that tasting good but well, but sure at the same time, you know what would taste good though? If you crush that up and bread a chicken with it and then cook yeah. that. Yeah. Like Chex Mix. Actually, this is fucking genius. No, these people are super smart. Chex Mix. You don't, now you have, just use onion flavored Chex. Yeah. Well, or, right. Because Chex Mix, Chex, I mean, Chex aren't inherently sweet. Sweet. Right. They so maybe it would kind of work. It Holy says. shit. It says they should still be eaten with milk, and it says that the milk enhances the flavor. Like, it feels like it's not just a joke, gross-out flavor. Ooh, check this out. Checks this out. Checks this out. <laughs> Kellogg's has a, Kel- like, the, the site, the Kellogg's website, has, yeah. an, um, has a recipe for Kellogg's cornflakes corn stir-fry, oh. but if you used... But, you know, they ask you to put in a tablespoon of chopped garlic. I wonder if you could use Chex instead. Yeah, totally. But, like, the good kind. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, either way, um, I would try a bowl of this stuff. Me too. Well, I would sure. try it as a Chex mix or on top of a chicken. Yeah. But I wouldn't eat it with milk. I'd try oh it with God. some milk. I'd be, I'd be curious. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So there you have it. So yes, technically it's checks. Maybe in the UK it's cornflakes. Maybe. But yeah. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take this is the sound of my phone taking an image of this so that in case the mirror changes it and catches their mistake. 
I'm yeah. not. Uh, You're not I crazy. Not, yeah, I come with receipts. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. Why? I keep just accidentally turning my phone off. You could just take a screenshot of the there. computer. No, I, I took. Well, I'm on my. I'm on my phone. Oh, okay. gotcha, gotcha. So anyway, so yeah, there you have it. I just thought that was cute news out of South Korea. It is. And uh, and uh, I'm actually kind of convinced that it's going to be delicious. Yeah. Okay, so San Francisco Gate, SF Gate. I'm assuming it's San Francisco. I believe it is. Most of mm-hmm. their news comes out of San Francisco, although this takes place in, you guessed it, Florida. Florida. Mm-hmm. Woman sues for paternity test on goats. So Chris Hedstrom of Florida has filed a lawsuit seeking either a paternity test on her goats or a refund for them. 99% of this article made sense to me. And then at the end, all of the facts kind of fell apart. I don't know if I missed a paragraph somehow or what, but... Uh, according to the lawsuit, Hedstrom believed her goats, Bella, Gigi, Rosie, Zelda, and Margot, all of oh which my would gosh. sound like names I would name goats as yeah. well. So I'm kind of on her team already. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be registered at the American Dairy Goat Association, which um, uh, to me sounds like a scheme because... <laughs> yeah. You because of what I'm about to say in a bit, and I'll explain why later. But basically, you know, you get it's like a, a breeder. You get them registered, and then if you end up um, um, mating them or selling them, you get a higher price than something that's unregistered. You know, and I don't yeah. know what their quality control is, but apparently there's an association, and if they are good goats, they'll register them and you're fine, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and they keep paternity sure. records and maternity records and all that fun stuff. So yeah, it's like it's like a breeder. Um, so uh, yes, American Dairy Goat Association, a group that documents goats' pedigrees. Register gro- registered goats have higher values than non-registered goats. Uh, she obviously felt that she was buying and probably paying more money in order to get goats that could be registered so that mm-hmm. she could make more money on her end. Uh, her application, however, was denied because the daddy goat, who was still owned by the person she bought the other goats from, uh, while registered, is not an active member. And that's where I come in and say, that's some fucking bullshit right. that you're just trying to get some money because what if he's registered, what does active member mean? Well, probably he hasn't paid fees in a while. So yeah. come on. You know, it's... Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't like that kind of shit. Um, proving paternity would require 40 of daddy goat's hairs, which Hedstrom requested in a letter to the breeder. And then this is kind of where the article falls apart and or my eyes just weren't working and I maybe I missed something. But, you know, okay, so Hedstrom sent a letter to the breeder that she bought the other goats from asking for 40 hairs from the original daddy goat. And then they don't go into at all whether or not her request was denied. And that's why she starts flipping her shit later. Right. Or whether the person, uh, you know, said okay, but then didn't do it. I don't know. Like, it just goes from she requested these hairs to uh, the breeder offered a refund, which to me still sounds like fine. Okay, she offered right. a refund in exchange for the goats, which apparently is what Headstrom uh, Headstrom is that what? Yeah, Headstrom wanted in the beginning. She either wanted the paternity test or she wanted 
uh, her money back. Sounds mm-hmm. like she was offered her money back. And so then it goes from, okay, well, here's my request for having these paternity tests done to, okay, well, that's fine, but here, give me the goats back and I'll give you your money back to, okay, well, instead, now I'm going crazy because the breeder is now saying that Hedstrom called police on her for three months straight and trespassed on the farm numerous times. And since then, the breeder hasn't heard from her at all until she was slapped with this lawsuit. So a yeah. big chunk of information is missing out of that article. But, right. uh, but you know, I don't know. I thought it was cute that goats were um, getting paternity tests. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's cute. I mean, I'm, it makes sense. You know, yeah. I think we forget that that kind of stuff, like, that animal breeding, farming, all that stuff, that's a lot. That's a lot of effort, a lot of yeah. work, and a lot of money that you're, you know, relying on to in this live animal. You know, it just, it seems right. like, I don't know, a, a lot bigger of a deal for those that are in the know than for those that are not in the know, which would be me. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I thought it was cute because they were asking for paternity tests. Yeah. Um, Making Matt, the goats go on Mari Povich. Right? Yeah. yeah. Who's the father? Okay, so last one. Uh, man fined 450 pounds, which I believe is around $550 US. I don't know what that translates into for uh, Austrian money because this takes place in Austria. How many pounds? 450. Okay. Are you uh, exchanging the rate for me? Mm-hmm. Um. Because so, so let me. I want to read this whole, this whole um, headline, as like a big like tada. I think Austria is just euro, so it's it's kind of close. It's like oh, 500 pretty much euro. the same. Okay, so yeah, let's just say around five five hundred euro. Okay, yeah, five hundred euro. Man fined five hundred euro for provocative fart in front of police officer. What? <laughs> yes. And this is not about me. No, I actually immediately thought about you, though. Of course, I was like, yeah. Well, you would be okay because you wouldn't have done it on purpose. Or at least right. you wouldn't oh, have. Oh, they think, okay. You would have averted your eyes and they would have been fine with it. So, yeah, officers yeah. defended their stance and the fact that they gave this guy a fine with the statement that the man was uncooperative and behaving provocatively with the officers leading up to the fart. So here's what he actually did. They went to Twitter, the police went to Twitter, and on Twitter posted that the man had been sitting on a park bench before getting up, looking at them, and letting go a, quote, massive intestinal wind, apparently with full intent. With full intent. (laughs) I love that they had to Twitter it out. Yeah. The Austrian police then fined the man for offending public decency. They did, however, reiterate and state that no one would ever be fined for accidentally letting one slip. <laughs> That's, uh, I can't, I don't know. I can't even imagine getting a fine. I wish we had those problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. But getting a fine for farting just because it was Because he made eye intent? contact with them. I mean, I'm... I'm I'm reading between the lines, I yeah. guess, maybe if you can do that with these kind of stories. He's probably being belligerent or something, and they sure. asked him to move, and so then he ripped and one while looking that. at, yeah, and so they're yeah, like, fine, well. fuck you, here's a fine, which I guess, but also like, come on. Yeah. Like. 
whatever. <laughs> I would, I would never be the person to do that with intent, but I could see letting out a nervous fart if I was having an interaction. <laughs> or, yeah, they're Have like, come on, move along. A nervous fart. You know, in all of my gaseous history, I don't <laughs> think I've had many occasions where I, uh, because I'm so hyper aware of my system, I don't think I've really ever farted in front of anyone accidentally or out of nerves. Um, I mean, I think maybe when I was a kid, there was probably something in, in school where I farted and, and I worried people heard it. So I immediately started like tapping on my desk to act like that was the sound. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I farted yeah, and they were like, what was that? And I was like, oh, y'all don't like drums? I love drumming. But you being nervous didn't create the fart. No, like, I don't when think I've I'm ever nervous, had that. I do get bubbly tummy, but then it yeah. just stays locked inside. I actually can't. It won't come out. Like I'll right. try and it's like gotcha. locked in. Yeah. And that's actually where I don't feel good because I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. why am I like this? But yeah, but yeah, there you have it. That's Bubbly my fart, tummy. fart history. I did tell you about the one time I tried to fart. <laughs> I tried to fart on my kid and oh, I accidentally I th- peed myself. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's great. Yeah, that's a solid mom move. Making those uh-huh. mom moves. Yeah. yeah. Cause he was farting all over on us, and so I'm like, "Hi, I'm gonna show you." And, and you were I'm, like, "Payback! I'll pee myself." <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom now. Oh my goodness! Oh, what a disaster. Anyway, that's my word of the week. Sorry, it's not more uh, intriguing, but I, I loved him. I'm trying to make a mountain out of a molehill here because there is literally nothing that good out there. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm waiting for uh, Nessie or Goatman to enter the chat. I, well, Nessie did enter the chat, and Nessie kind turned of. out to be a catfish. I know. Or a no. carp. Yeah, but, no, um, I'm waiting for something. I mean, I feel like if it was going to happen, it was going to be those alien revelations. Yeah. And honestly, those just didn't really go anywhere, at least not for me. True. I think, yeah. you know, obvious uh, UFO heads out there w- are going to follow all that news no matter what. But for me, I was just like, oh, this just isn't, isn't, a, isn't pulling me in the way that the tractor beam used to. Mm. all right you know what i'm saying i know what you're saying got it got it well that's it for weird of the week and right after this we'll be back with our guest bria grant well we have a very special guest today on the untold hour uh she's a writer director Producer, performer, all-around multi-hyphenate, Bria Grant. Thanks for being here. Hello. Thanks for for having me. (laughs) How are you holding up during, I don't know, week 18, 19 of uh, quarantine? Yeah, I just looked at my journal and it's day 109 for us. We've been in, we went a little early. Uh, My boyfriend can be a bit of a hypochondriac and he was like, this is going to be bad. And I was like, you're being crazy. (laughs) (laughs) and i was really wrong um but yeah holding up fine holding up fine yeah we both work from home so it's sort of i mean at this moment we both work from home so it's been not terrible i feel like everybody for the most part yeah their partner it's it's one way or the other i've i've rarely talked to a couple who were both on the exact same page i think someone was being maybe overly cautious and someone was being less Cautious. Was that how it was for you, Jess? Or were you, are you both on the same page as far no, as how serious you thought it was going to get? We're both on the same page. I mean, between the two of us, I might have been slightly 
more serious about it and not necessarily because I was fearful, but because I just got this vibe like people are <laughs> in the beginning when people were stockpiling all their supplies, I knew that was going to happen. So I didn't want my husband to make fun of me. So I would slyly order things from Amazon <laughs> and have it show up at the door and just put it away in a closet. And then about a week into you know, uh, the desolate supply chain because nobody had any toilet paper because all the doomsday preppers were right, mm -hmm. uh, which also kind of bugs me. Um, I just opened up the magical closet and was like, I and you were have stocked. the toilet paper. And we totally were stocked, stocked and we were good. Yes. Other hot That's tip great. just for the future is that if you run out of toilet paper, just go to the feminine aisle of your local CVS and buy all the vagina wipes. It's the same ah. thing. Just make sure they're flushable, especially if you have a septic tank. You know, you don't want to end up having that problem on your hands. Sure. But none of the guys ever think to go do that. Everybody defaults to baby wipes as an emergency. Right. Nobody mm. wants to go pick up the vagina wipes, but I'm telling you, you know, Jasmine and Lilac hoo-hahs are just <laughs> as nice in the oh. pandemic as they are in real life. I just That's our sponsor this week, right? <laughs> Jasmine and Lilac hoo-hahs. Ja Jasmine and Lilac hoo-hahs. Wow. You know, here's the that's but seriously, like because everybody's so embarrassed to buy feminine yeah. products, nobody thinks to go they there and on they're the just they're just ass wipes. They're just ass wipes for sure and i mean so, if they work on your vagina yeah. then they're they're fine for your ass you know absolutely. like it's like, always front to back never back to front so if it's yeah. like butthole only don't put it on your vagina yeah right. yeah but that's true but you know if it's safe to you know back to front or front to back then you're good to go but yes yeah, septic well, tank is a big issue though definitely make sure that's they're flushable. True. uh well Little tidbit Let, there. <laughs> let's segue from that <laughs> with no segue at all into talking to Bria. I want to first talk about how you got interested in horror because you're a filmmaker and you do a lot of different things, but you have done horror films primarily. And what got you interested in horror as a genre? Were you one of those kids that watched The Exorcist when you were five? Or were you like <laughs> me? I was terrified and scared and didn't watch horror films until I was in my teens. Yeah, no, because I was, I mean, I was raised a girl, so you don't get as much, like, people don't show you as much stuff, but I did have an older brother. Yeah. So it was definitely more, like, pushing of, like, the My Little Pony universe than it was, like, the Exorcist universe. <laughs> um, but A mashup um, had, of those would be sick. Why not, Ooh. you know? Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I got introduced probably earlier than most people because I had an older brother, uh, but it was mostly, like, Stuff of that era. So, I mean, I was, like, a child of, like, the 80s and 90s. So, I had, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark and R.L. Stein stuff. But then also, like, Saturday afternoon TV where you'd get, like, Tremors and, like, the occasional Nightmare on Elm Street. And I remember mm -hmm. watching all of those. And I remember being, like, scared shitless. Like, that it, – it scared me a lot. Um, and then as I got older, I just kind of got more interested in it. And it was still scared me. But, um, like, as, like, a teenager, you know, there's this, like, weird bonding thing between teenage girls where you, like, go to a slumber party and you go to the horror section in the blockbuster video or whatever and you get a horror movie and you all scream together. And that was, like, a big bonding thing for me. And I think that really is what ended up sparking it. Were you into any real-world uh, horror? Like, Jess was straight goth in high school. Hard, nice. and, hard And I was, like, I toyed... I was kind of faux goth. I was the kid that like wanted to be dark and creepy, but I really just wasn't. 
Were you like <laughs> you were like, a sensitive goth? I was a sa- I know, I know, I was. Yeah. I was like a, a an e boy before there were e boys. But were you in, but were you in theater? Or but something? see, that's the thing. I was in theater, yeah, so there was always that, still that this kind of like shine of like. But I'm also yeah. friendly, so yeah, I couldn't yeah, 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 yeah. be too dark. But also and, listen to my monologue. Oh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> I was dark in the sense that I listened to the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack on the way. Nice. To school. Yes, of course. Um, I was <laughs> not. Soundtrack. His great soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, I love kids that people who are goth, they grew up to be like cool people. I was, um, I played in a punk band and in like ninth grade, I was like, I grew up in a really small town. In ninth grade, I uh, shaved my head and was like, screw all of you in like East Texas. I'm punk. I shaved my head. I had like four friends who went to my school, all skateboarded, but I didn't. And Mm -hmm. um, I learned to play drums. So I kind of like, I definitely was part of like a, counterculture sort of experience and went to like punk punk and hardcore shows like when I was teenagers through like my 20s. Yeah. But um, that was less horror movies, although there is definitely some like punk horror crossover for sure. For sure. Return of the yeah. Living Dead. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Now you, <laughs> when I talked to you over email, you said you don't believe in ghosts, but in the same sentence you said, but I, there was a ghost in my house but growing had- up. Yeah. That always so- happens. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? How do those two does, two things work? Is that reconcile? everybody? That's I, I, everybody. I know. A lot, yeah. But that's good because a it gives us a chance to talk to a bunch of people. But it's it's interesting. Bowser brings this up all the time. Is is how we talk. We you know when we're trying to get guests on the show, or we're reaching out to our friends to to hop on. Everybody kind of is like, well, I don't know. But then there was this one time. And then yeah. it's, and then it's like the craziest story. And yeah, like, they'll say, oh, I don't not? believe in any of that. I don't believe in any of that. But yeah, one time a chair moved across the room by itself when I was a right. kid. Yeah. We're like, wait, right. wait, go back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My little pony doll turned and looked at me and started talking in tongues. Uh-huh. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, I definitely like... Like, when I think about the supernatural, I definitely think ghosts are more funny than anything else. Like, I think, I mean, I feel like, Bowser, you know this about me, that I'm just, I think it's, I think ghosts are very funny. Like, I think, like, rattling of of chains and, like, you know, unfinished business, that is, like, like, high humor for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, your soul is sad. That's fucking hilarious. So funny. (laughs) I don't know why, but it's just, like, something about it is um, just, like, fodder for endless jokes for me and in my household. Um, but growing up, I guess this is my butt, uh, uh, I lived in this really old house. Like, um, I grew up in this, just like, I mean, that house is probably like from the eight, I, it was, it's definitely like at least a hundred years old, if not mm-hmm. older. And, um, uh, I lived with my dad and my brother moved out at some point to go to college. So it was just me and my dad. And I would always hear noises and a woman did die in there. So I knew mm-hmm. that. And then I would always hear noises and uh, ugh, I guess it is a little creepy. And then I would hear, I'd hear people like coming up and down the stairs. And sometimes at night I'd hear someone like clapping in my ear, like really close to my what? ear. That's weird. And I've more than that one before. Yeah. Like, but quiet, like a little. Yeah. Like a little tiny clap. clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a golf <laughs> clap. You had a yeah. golf clap ghost. <laughs> golf yeah. Clap ghost. And, and on multiple occasions someone would like wake me up by going like, like oh, in that's my ear. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. But I'll take the clapping over that. But but yeah, but you know what's so weird? It was never scary. It was almost like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're in tune here. Like I understand. Like you're also in this space. And like I, I don't know. Like I was also like definitely experiencing a lot of like sadness during that era. So I wonder yeah. like how much was my brain. But um when my brother and I would come back from college and stay with my dad, 
Um, we I literally wouldn't sleep in my bedroom anymore once I moved out because I was like, Whoa. you know, I think there are ghosts in that room. Wow. <laughs> and my brother, so my brother and I would like sleep downstairs on the couches because <laughs> we just were. I was like, I just think these rooms are maybe haunted, and somehow he started believing it too, even though he had didn't he believe ex- in ghosts. He, had he experienced any of the things that you had experienced? No, I don't think so. I what about your dad? Has your da- dad ever mentioned any kind of haunting or weird stuff happening in the house? Especially after you guys moved out since he was there by himself. He never did, really. I guess he never did. I mean, he he isn't the kind of guy who would, like, believe in that kind of stuff, if that makes sense. He's a real logical, like, lawyer, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, kind, okay. of, kind of person. Yeah. So that wasn't really his thing. He loved death, though. My dad was obsessed with death. This is why like I probably think death the comic or death, like no, no, actual no. death. <laughs> death, people dying, <laughs> suicides. It. A lot of suicides in his family. He loved to talk oh, about wow. that. He Whoa. loved, when I was a kid, he loved, this is, I mean, like you ask where my my love of horror comes from. This yeah. is like, definitely probably it that I haven't examined and I probably should talk to my therapist about it. But, um, we he would like take us to graveyards. That was like his big thing. Is like oh my god, I almost took my kid to a graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd I was be like, great. I was like Hollywood Cemetery. It's super his. It's super yes. historic. It's outside. Mm-hmm. It's I personally find graveyards very calming and yeah. beautiful. And I was like, yeah, man, let's go walk around a graveyard. Do you know? I, actually I didn't went, do it, but I, I did do that it. the other day. Hollywood Cemetery. Yeah, I went, my boyfriend and I were like, we need a new place to walk. And it's open, and it's really pretty, and there's a lot of really cool graves there, um, Mm -hmm. and the mausoleums are, like, super interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, You should go. All right, well, now I'm going. Now I'm going to I've always found it very relaxing, because it's just this kind of reminder, like, look, all of this stops at some point. Like <laughs> You get to rest. It all. Yeah, well, that one, one time, one day we'll get to rest. Yes, uninterrupted but also that, like, sleep. Just kind of reframe how important everything is that we may be getting. Obviously, there's a lot of really important things happening right now. But I mean, yeah. sometimes we get distracted by the small stuff and thinking about like, wow, this will, this is all going to come to an end. We should get our priorities straight. It's very like therapeutic to walk through a graveyard. Yeah, you're all going to die, die one yeah. day. I guess that's what he likes about it. I don't know. He was. We would go and like find graveyards. There's all these graveyards in the middle of nowhere that um are not well marked. Like it's where like people like he was real country. Like like grew Can up. Can I in interrupt the really quick and ask because you mentioned the house and now you're mentioning these graveyards that are kind of unmarked. Where in the country is this? Like, Texas, he, yeah. Oh, Texas. East, sorry, East Texas. Okay. East Texas. Yeah, and Louisiana. And Louisiana. So he's oh, like from okay. Louisiana. Yeah. And there's all this, like, you know, Louisiana's, like, the middle, it's, like, a bunch of woods, Mm -hmm. and, like, there's just, like, nothing fucking out there. And, like, yeah, he loved to, like, drive up where he's, like, I know there's a graveyard somewhere. And my dad's, like, kind of older. Like, so he knew of these, like, weird graveyards in the middle of nowhere, and we would, like, go and find them. And Got it. And so his work wasn't in death. He wasn't, like, a mortician or anything. He just had a kind of an interest and a respect for it. Yeah, no, There wasn't fear around it. He didn't think that that was something to keep his kids from. Yeah, I guess not, which is why I don't think, to bring it back, like, I don't think the ghosts would have been, like, part of his, he wouldn't have been interested in, like, ghosts, he was interested in, like, the history of it, maybe, if that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, no, totally get it. I mean, we often talk about this on the channel, is that, like, one of the things that, with all these modern true crime shows and, you know, ghost hunting shows and all of this other stuff, while it's entertaining, the, the, even if they don't, I feel like, Hollywood in general or just TV making magic has a tendency to always try to push the we found something we debunked something we did this something mm-hmm. whereas I'm of the I'm of the mindset where yes that's fun I like that that's great I enjoy watching that but 
But I also enjoy just learning about what led up to that. It's more along the lines of the, um, the, uh, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the trail, not the destination necessarily. The you know? journey, not the, the destination. Journey, thank yeah. you. The journey, not the destination. And then the history, like you were saying, the history behind that and, and how did it lead to this particular point and why did this area suddenly get this kind of like urban myth built up around it and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. So. Yeah, yeah. I think also like the visiting of the graves, like this is a therapy session, right? I can just like yep. get yeah, sure. my, um, yeah, no. But <laughs> I do think that like, like thinking about the history of it and then like there's just all these people who are buried. I mean, this is true. People are buried like everywhere. Like people yeah. are buried right. all over the place. And then they're just kind of like forgotten about. And I think that was like a big fear of his. So it was like important for him to like find these people and be like, this is your great cousin's aunt, somebody, blah, blah, blah. And they're buried in the middle of nowhere. We're going to go find that grave. I'm seven. You guys would actually go and have specific graves in mind that you wanted to track down. Not just or, like we're going to go on an adventure and we'll see where it takes us kind of thing. Yeah, or graveyards or graveyards. So Whoa. like some of them were graveyards and like it was like he thought someone might be buried there because a lot of them are not marked well. It's like they're marked with just like a stone or like, you know, something like that. It's not actually like you won't find like a little tombstone or anything. Yeah. I just I just watched a documentary that was a man investigating and he's been looking into this for quite some time because he learned at a very young age that his family, uh, they were slave owners and, and, and he had incredibly racist roots, uh, family, familially speaking, <laughs> when it comes to his That's family. Word. That's the word. <laughs> uh, this guy is such an educated, smart teacher, and here I am butchering the premise for his documentary. But he, um, and so basically the documentary is him kind of investigating his own family roots, and they did a, a lot of, and this is in Georgia, and um, and he found so many graves, he, and he went back through his family tree, and yeah, so many were like, Next to a now, it's like, well, it's behind that 7 Eleven. It might still be back there. And yeah, then they the find these three yeah. unmarked graves behind <laughs> yeah. the Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. It took them yeah. all over the place, them finding his family's graves. I mean, I don't, I mean, there's no, there's nowhere you could step and not technically be walking on a grave, right? Like, there's got to be, like, Somebody's yeah. grave or somebody's pet's grave. Definitely yeah. a lot of pet graves Side, running Lots of pets. Oh, for sure. Side story. We don't have to go off on this tangent entirely, but are either of you aware of the suitcase in Seattle? What? Oh, no. my gosh. This is crazy. I'll tell the story quickly and uh, and maybe I can look up the actual news about it to know more. Oh, but- I know what you're talking about. Yeah, just Wait, speaking what? about stumbling over. What? Well, so I heard about it because of TikTok, because I've been like active on, on TikTok. <laughs> uh, but these kids were on TikTok in Seattle and they're walking near the rocks on the shoreline and there's this black suitcase. And the captions come up on the TikTok like, we saw this suitcase, but then you're watching it as it actually happened. I dared my friend to get close to it. Then she gets closer to it. They got close enough to it to where they could smell that it smelled horrendous and then they started joking about what's inside well, what if it's money we should open it who's gonna open it oh my they, god they open it with like a stick like pulling at the zipper they lift the flap open and it just kind of packed down trash bag material and they said the smell was so overwhelming luckily these teens i think i mean i don't know if you ever smelled just even a dead animal i mean it smells otherworldly and they had the uh 
I guess, the foresight to stop there and then call the cops. And sure enough, they called the cops before opening any of the plastic bags. And there were human remains, not only in that suitcase, but in another bag uh, in the water. And oh, uh, so the last time I saw anything about it, it was just being investigated and they were trying to piece this together. But just crazy that, uh, I mean, I'm glad these kids stopped when they stopped and it didn't become a, a horrible story of them, you know, scarring themselves for lives and putting it on TikTok. But just that crazy remi- that they stumbled across it. That reminds me of when we were shooting our, so Bowser and I used to do uh, on location, like haunted Ghost show. hunting, yeah. Mm-hmm. A kind of a mix of comedy and actual fumbling our way through through an adventure. Yeah. And what I just remember specifically coming across this like like weird bundle of clothes in the woods underneath oh, yeah. this tree. And a little quilt. Ugh. And a little quilt. And everybody was ah. like, don't poke it, don't poke it. I'm like, I always got to poke it because what you never know which one of never these know. is going to be filled with a bunch of little kittens that you need to save. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And or... Body parts, body. yeah, yeah, yes, of course. So, yeah. yeah, crazy. I know. And then for and for us, that that quilt unraveled, and there was nothing. And there was but, nothing. Okay, yeah, okay. it was just dirt. That was well, yeah. feces, and that was to it. bring it. Yeah. it was just a bunch of feces. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just. Um, so to bring it back to horror, so you start watching horror movies as a teen. When did you begin uh, to gain an interest in wanting to make horror films, and why? Why that genre? Why did that resonate with you? Well. Um, I mean, I started my career as an actress mm-hmm. and my first like big film job uh, was in a Rob Zombie movie. Like I, right. I was I'm in Halloween, too. And um, that was like, you know, I mean, that was a big deal. I mean, still lovely residuals from that nice fan base. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> just just nice. And I mean, I think like, you know, you don't. They always say, like, as an actor, like, you can't choose your career. But I feel like I have somehow. And I don't know how I magically, like, of things I don't believe in, manifesting is one of them. <laughs> but I feel like um, somehow I manifested a career in, like, the, like, science fiction, like, comic book horror world, which is yeah. the only place I'd want to live. Because, I mean, I went to college and graduate school, and I think that was when I really got into, like, um like horror, sci-fi, sort of reading comic books, and like I, that was like kind of all I wanted to consume. And and then once I started pursuing a career in acting, I, I mean, I got pretty lucky because I ended up on Heroes, I ended up on all these like you know sort of uh, in this genre, like science, yeah genre yeah. world. But um, I mean, I definitely pushed it for sure, like and made those choices. But also somehow it found me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm I definitely just going to say, maybe you should start believing in the in things that obviously are working out for you. And I also believe in a million trillion dollars. Yeah. I don't really believe in being a billionaire, but. I don't believe in manifestation, but everything I wanted came true. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not. But some things did come true. And I feel very lucky. Well, you know, you just meet these actors. I'm sure you all know these people that are like. And I've been on a soap opera for 15 years and I hate my life. And I'm like, wow, I guess that could have been me. I mean, maybe not. I'm not like that kind of, I'm not that, I'm not as good looking enough to be on a soap opera. But like, you know, something like that could have been me, I think. Uh, you right. know, maybe. Yeah. Well, show. I think there's also oh, oh, actors that would maybe shy away from the genre work. I mean, some people mm. just don't like it. I think some people mm-hmm. wouldn't have uh, cared to be in Rob Zombie's Halloween too, you know, like. I think it also shows that you like the genre and respect what goes into it and that you've pursued more of it. 
I mean, I think it's not true for everyone. Would probably not like to do it, and those people yeah. are, wrong, are wrong. Right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I agree. Um, well, so you, so you don't believe in ghosts, but you've had a ghost say your name in your ear. Uh, do you believe in aliens? <laughs> like a soft, a soft whisper. A little soft yeah, whisper. yeah, yeah. What about aliens or cryptids? Bigfoot? Do you do you buy into any of that stuff? Because Jess and I are are unabashedly all in. I mean, if I see a okay. photo well, of, uh, well, you're a little bit more of a skeptic. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I saw a photo last week that was like new picture of Nessie, and I was Nessie, like, that's "Done, right. got it." Nessie's more real than ever. And then the second I googled it, it was like, "It's a catfish." And I'm like, "Well, it might still be Nessie." Yeah, it's I, a catfish. It was really big. I saw that photo. I know they catfish think it might have been really big though. Like even there big are bear, up in Big Bear, right by over, right over by the dam. Apparently, there's like thirty foot or thirty. Was it at that point, feet? it is a monster. At yeah. that point, I don't need Nessie. Like, it'll still eat there's you. There's a giant catfish. What? Because yeah. it did look I like heard. boat size in that photo, but maybe I didn't look at the yeah. photo. I've seen big ass catfish, but not that big. Yeah, I go noodling for a thirty footer. Noodling yeah. for a thirty footer. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> noodling yeah. for a thirty footer. Yikes! Done. But no, there are some that are the size of small ish boats did you see um, the uh the video of the uh bird flying off i don't know if it was a oh yeah the bird with, with the, the baby shark. shark or at least the smaller <laughs> yeah. shark yeah mm-hmm. that one was a that brought a happy smile to my face because fuck sharks it's always crazy to me <laughs> it's crazy to me when there's footage <laughs> like that that looks so well timed i mean it was so steady and it followed yeah. it and the bird looked like it knew its frame lines the bird yeah. like, <laughs> it makes perfect. people that complain about not being able to get their there okay so okay you actually struck upon a huge thing that i've always been like how do these people pull this off and not only like videos like that where there is like a perfect pan and the situation where like nature's happening and they're getting it off their iphone but like yeah even these incidents in public of people like not wearing masks and getting confronted and like getting these full videos i'm like how how do like at what point do the UFO believers sit there and say, "Listen, I'm sorry, I just I can't get these shots." Like I don't I understand how these other shots can occur. A fucking Dude. hawk swoops down well, into the ocean and grabs and flies off with the shark, but you can't take picture on your iPhone 11 of of an alien spacecraft. Like I or don't, like I know. like move into the next level where you watch like yes. a badly shot movie and you're like. Wait a second. Like this is like yes. this is literally your only job here. Totally. Well, if you I see coyotes like a couple times a week on my hike and a snake uh, maybe once a week and every time I try to get footage of it and every time <laughs> all that I get is the ass end of a coyote getting into the bushes and it's a blur and it's too far yeah. away and this is on whatever iPhone X Pro. I can't. Yeah. I mean imagine if it was That's Bigfoot. True. Every yeah. time I tried to get this oh. big snake, I was going to send to you, Jess, because I know how much you hate snakes. This huge snake was going across snakes. the whole. Well, you got freaked out by that snake you thought well, we saw. Well, they scare me. Pasadena, but yeah. I still enjoy them. The snake was going right across the path, and I was like, oh, I got plenty of time. Let me get to my. Oh, didn't swipe. All right, let me get to. Oh, I'm on photo, not video. Let me. And the snake's gone. I mean, it's yeah. a matter of <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. two yeah. seconds of a delay. Yeah. And you're you're missing it. I don't know how you'd ever get Bigfoot. How do these people have their skill any level, their iPhone skill level tree, the hawk. like, up so yeah. high? I don't know. I don't get it. So that yeah. brings us back to, do you believe in Bigfoot? <laughs> yeah. Do you believe in cryptids or aliens? 
Cryptids, not so much. Okay, I'll say this. I would like to believe in all of it. There's a lot like of I, legends in Texas. There's goat so man many. legends. There's like all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, the 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 black eyed kids. That's a oh, big one. Black eyed yeah. kids. Uh, that's like a te- I think that's a Texas original. Um, and mm-hmm. then you know because in Chupacabras because we're right there. Yeah. Um. um but I, yeah, I don't because I've never seen them. Not that that means anything, but um. I would like to believe all of these existed. And if tomorrow you were like, turns out, you know, uh, that, you know, the, the goat man is real. The goat man is real. I'm like, okay, I buy it. Like, look, there's crazier shit out there. There's fucking platypuses. Like, those are real. Yeah. And they shouldn't yeah. be. Like, it's not totally. that weird to imagine. Like, uh, like, oh, do you know, I thought Norwals were not real until very late in my life. I did not know that totally. either. <laughs> like, so if you tell like, me, yeah. like. Later, like, unicorns are real, I'd be like, fine. I feel like every other day on, like, meme sites or, like, animal Instagram pages like the Dodo, there'll be an animal that I've never heard of. They're like, this monkey has the face of a cat and the tail of a raccoon. (laughs) I'm like, those, so those are a thing, and I just didn't know they were a thing. Chinchillas? Like, those are fucking weird. Like, those shouldn't exist. Those are live action Pokemon. They really are. strange. And they as really far as are. aliens go, I think that we would be silly to think there are no aliens. That's when I'm standby. Like, the universe is vast. And, like, you think we're we're the only people, only thing that evolved? Like, that's... Yeah, isn't that depressing? There's Fuck. no... Yeah, there's just no way. <laughs> there's no way there's not aliens with, like, infinite possibilities. I think that would be yeah. very uh, human-centric. Like, entirely too human-centric to think that that is, yeah. that is where we're at. <laughs> I guess then the question is, do you think that the aliens have visited us? Because I can I yeah. can see most people being able to wrap their mind around the fact that they're not alone in the universe because of those very reasons that you stated. But, you know, the interaction with maybe something having tried to make contact with the Earth. Right. I don't, although I have a story uh, that I'm, which I was very sure I was about to be abducted and you can't convince me that I wasn't going to be. But yeah. um, I, I don't think so but i haven't actually like spent that much time i mean i guess i have kind of looked into some of this stuff but i don't know if you like were like they've been here this whole time i would not be like no way like i'd be like okay fair like Mm -hmm. i I could see that i mean fuck during quarantine there was like something they found something in the fucking sky do y'all know i'm cussing so much can i cuss on your show oh yeah you can cuss absolutely yeah um yeah there was like something they found and they're like there's a giant like unidentified flying object in space and it was kind of like brushed over because we were all dying of covid. Yeah. Well, what are you talking about like the released there was like newly released UFO footage. Yeah. But I don't know if that's what you're referencing or if you're referencing something new that was captured, but there was no, some footage. No, there was something they found in space. Like they were like there's gotcha. this big giant oh. thing. Maybe this was pre-covid and I just I'll like I'll have to look into remember. that. Yeah, cuz oh, I wonder if I missed that. Okay. Yeah. But you're right. I did I saw that shit as well. That yeah, that stuff yeah. as well. I mean I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's the problem is with like all these communities is that it gets kind of like sidelined because a lot of people are like they start to say other crazy things on top of this. Right. And I think that's mm-hmm. where like my I start to be like, oh no, but you can't also believe in like, I don't know, Satan or something. You know what I mean? It like it starts your, to get weird to me. Right. I know. I know. I like to just Demon. be able to say, like, well, I just believe in Goat man. And they're like, oh, also Illuminati and lizard people. And I'm like, right, no, right, no, 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 no. Just no. goat man. Just no. Yeah, monster. Illuminati, sure, but not lizard people. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to draw yeah. a line somewhere. Like, you have to choose. choose. <laughs> totally. Well, what was the experience that you had that you 
thought you were going to get abducted. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, this was so crazy. So um, I was, it was, I had, I just looked it up because it was 2015, like late in the year. Do you remember that there was something that appeared over Los Angeles and it was a giant light and there's a bunch of videos and shit of it. Um, and yeah. and later on, uh, they were like, oh, we're testing this rocket. That's what I they said. I do remember this. Okay. Oh, yes. right. Yeah. I was in Joshua Tree shooting something at the time and we were on top of... What I would describe as a mesa, but I'm not really sure what a mesa is. But I think it was a lot. It was very high and flat, and we were shooting on top of it, so we we're very like higher up than than like the average person. So like we we're shooting, and all of a sudden there's this like bright light. And because I think of where we were in relation to like the the ground, I don't I don't know anything about physics. Don't huh? like, whatever. Huh? But um, you know, like where we were in relation to all of that, um, this bright light appeared and it felt like it was coming closer to us because I think it was falling but it felt like it was coming towards literally us and we were like mid-take and y'all know how that is mid-take it was like the middle of the night um and we all just stopped talking because we all were just like we are about to be abducted and I like kind of went through this thought process where I was like okay this is probably how I die but like also I'm going to be the first person to meet aliens. <laughs> so yeah. like, I was like, okay, I can like deal with this. Like I, this is fine with me. Like someone will watch my dog. And like, you know, like I kind of like went through the whole process of like, this is how I die, but I'm going to talk to these aliens. And like, how crazy is that? Because it was really slow. And then, and then at some point it flew, it kind of like turned away. And then we were like, oh, it's like a helicopter telling us we can't shoot Joshua Tree. <laughs> but it wasn't, it was this, it was a, some sort of space test, like some weird rocket test. So you didn't, you you never figured out clearly what it was. It was just well, this. This this is what. So later, like they said, like this was a rocket test, and a bunch of people gotcha. were like, "Why the fuck would they not tell us?" And that was where I got very, I don't know, kind of on the side of people who are like lizard people, where I was like, yeah. "Why wouldn't they tell us?" You yeah, know what right. I mean? Wouldn't like, they have thought immediately that people would be freaking out because wasn't there also something else happening around that same time where there was like. I mean, not that this is a big shocker currently, but there was some sort of issue between like us and China or something mm-hmm. Something else was going on right. or us and North Korea. There was something else happening in the news between, you know, um, the countries and everybody. I remember like World or War was III it that, or was it trending. When that, or was it when that message went out to people in Hawaii or whatever that was like, oh, there's yeah, a bomb, yeah, yeah, remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was like yeah, all yeah. these really weird things happening at once, and then everybody was like poo-pooing it, poo-pooing it, and then yeah, yeah it was like a space, like a SpaceX launch that apparently yeah. they never told anybody. But oh like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, yeah, it seems so weird. And usually that kind of stuff, they not only do they tell you, they like announce it because people are excited about it, right? It's not right. like. It's not like you do any of it in secret because everyone's so stoked about it. To like, I mean, I like. The launch that happened, you know, a couple of weeks back where people were so excited about it. Like, why would you not talk right. about it? Mm-hmm. Right. It so really that, weirded me out. It, I imagine it didn't work for the take, but you, I'm sure they, <laughs> they, they have that footage, right? Is it cool footage? I mean, is it? You know, I've never seen it. But you, huh. when I looked it up, um, if you look at, if you literally type in like, uh, like uh, 2015, um, you know, Los Angeles, like space launch or something. You yeah. a bunch of people have really good footage of it, and it looks crazy. And it's exactly what it looked like. But when I was there, it was like ten times closer. It was so right. close. It was so crazy. Wow, it's nuts. 
Yeah. Uh, well, let, let's talk about the projects that you have coming up before we wrap up our time with you. You have uh, directed a feature that will be coming out in the near future, but then you're also involved with another film called Lucky. Can you tell people what in what capacity you're you're connected to Lucky and in what capacity you're related to 12 Hour Shift? You wrote yeah. Lucky, right? I wrote them both. So yeah. that's that's the easiest to remember. I wrote them both and I directed 12 Hour Shift and I I wrote Lucky and I'm I starred in it. And um they were both set to go to one was set to go to South by Southwest this year, yeah. one was set to go to Tribeca. Uh, so those that did not work out very well for me this year, but they both have been sold at this point, so people will see That's them good. in the near future. Yeah, 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 it's cool. And what are the uh, what's like the general plot of oh, each yes. of them, as much as you can say? Um, Lucky is sort of like a surreal horror. I I call it kind of like um, a Groundhog Day slasher. So like okay. same person coming every night, but um, which sounds a little bit like Happy Death Day, but it's not that at all. Natasha Kermani directed it, who did a movie called Imitation Girl. Um, and 12 Hour Shift is set in the 90s, and it's about um, a group of nurses who sell um, organs on the black market. Ooh, Ooh. that sounds and it's, terrifying. Yeah, it's more of a, it's weirdly kind of a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. It's a dark comedy. It stars Angela Bettis and David Arquette and then some other really cool actors. Kit Williamson um, is also in it. And... Um, yeah, they're they're super fun. How was working with Arquette? I was at a, a horror convention once where they had a big scream reunion, and and a lot of them got up and like sang karaoke. Him oh. and Rose McGowan and and Skeet and I guess Matthew Lillard were all there, and they were all up on stage uh. singing karaoke. What did they sing? Important. Well, question. I think <laughs> it started by Rose McGowan singing "Nothing Compares to You" because nice. she had. Ooh shaved her head recently and then at the end of that i think arquette got up and was just kind of like swaying with her and then everyone was just so stoked that it was arquette and rose mcgowan up there that then uh they cheered them on to sing something else and it was it was just i forget what it was but it was definitely like a crowd pleaser like 80s or early 90s rock crowd pleaser yeah nice like not living on a prayer but maybe it was like that kind of zone and then Lillard got up and the crowd was just like, what? It's just like more <laughs> people from Scream. Yeah. How was he? Uh, how was working with David Arquette? He's good. He's my, he was also my producer. Him and his wife were two oh, of my awesome. producers. So they were on really early and they um, were actually able to bring on Mick Foley, who is a wrestler. Oh, awesome. And because uh, David's a wrestler now yeah. as well. And um, so they brought him on. I got to learn more about that whole wrestling world, which is its wow, own, yeah. own freaking universe. Um, yeah, he was great. He's really good in the movie. Um, he plays like um, uh, a prisoner who ends up at the... It all takes place over a 12-hour shift. Yeah. Uh, but a prisoner who ends up at the hospital because he tries to commit suicide and um, then he escapes during the night. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So the best way for people to track when they're going to be able to find Lucky in 12-hour shifts is probably just to follow you on social media. Yeah, like my Instagram or maybe Twitter. I don't know. Okay. Twitter feels so hard these days, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of yeah. Oh yeah. pieced out from it a little bit. But yeah, definitely my Instagram for sure. And is it just your name everywhere mm-hmm. or do you have any f- yeah. specific... Uh, Tag. You don't go by like your old gamer tag or anything like that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or your old AOL messenger name. Yeah, I got it. Wish. Uh, no, no. I had a D. I should have used. When I was in college, I had like a DJ name. I could have used that. Whoa. Oh, what was that? Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, notorious, was th- the Notorious Bria G. Yeah. yeah gotcha. Nice. 
Awesome. Stupid. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to seeing your film. So I'll make sure to, I already follow you on all the socials, but yes. I'll let our <laughs> listeners know when they can find your movies in the near future. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Well, I love chatting with Bria. She's a really great filmmaker. She's a great actress. I'm looking forward to her movies. And uh, and they and they may not be too spooky for you. You don't watch as much horror as I do, but but uh, like like she said, I think her film Twelve Hour Shift is more of a dark comedy, which I think you could get into. I do enjoy a good dark comedy. I just yeah. don't like the hacker slasher stuff. But I know. I, but above and beyond that, I'm I'm good. So if it's uh, psychological, I'm in, and or a dark comedy, I'm there all day for yeah. it. So yeah. yeah, I'll check that out. All right. Well, yeah, that was a great interview. Um, Guys, that's it for the show. We're going to skip listener stories today because we had an interview. But that doesn't mean you can't send your stories to us. So if you would like to email them our way, you can do so through our Instagram, which our Instagram handle is the untold hour or email them directly to us through email at the untold hour pod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at untold hour pod. Or you can follow us over on our Goodreads, which is the Untoldian Reading Hour. It's where we list all the books that I personally am reading. Bowser, I need to give you access to this so you can join it. I know. And I also need to, like, get some good... A lot of times when I read, I read silly stuff or I read, like... Uh, like, I, I'm reading the the book about the early SNL days, Wild and Crazy Guys, and that wouldn't really fit. I got to start reading some yeah. spooky stuff. Well, you don't have to, but you're right. That wouldn't fit. But if there is yeah. any spooky stuff that, like your Dahmer books that you read and read up on oh, and yeah. stuff, like well, post, that, post that stuff there. Because, uh, you know, I'm I, it's going to be everything from... It's like the podcast and everything from true crime to weird to occult to paranormal to UFOs to ghosts. As long as it's weird, it makes sense. Yeah. It fits there. Go ahead and post it. It's just our suggestions, what we find interesting and what other listeners find interesting. I highly recommend uh, totally. you check it out. And I would love you guys to uh, feel free to go ahead and be active on that. And speaking of being active on the internet, last but not least, feel free to join our Facebook group. It's where we post um, everybody's, uh, all the group posts that people send us as well as fan art, as well as us hopping in there and posting our show notes. I mean, it's kind of where we all hang out on the internet the most. So, uh, go there, send me a request. I'll invite you in and we hope you have a good time and that's it. All right. Should I give us our sign off? Give us our sign off. This has been Jessica Chobot and Andrew Bowser, and you've been listening to the untold hour. Bye. Bye. Star Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.